invite in great, wonderful local guests. And our next guest was actually on yesterday on the other side of the table doing the interview with Brian Finneran, Brian Brian Finneran, who was with the NFL, with the Falcons. And so you were on the other side. Now you're coming back. We're talking with Mike Coveney. He is a, a teacher and a football coach at Marist. He's an alum of Marist, and he also played football in college. So we're going to find out about the Marist way. We're going to find about, out about Marist High School, all of those things. But we know that all good things begin with prayer. So would you begin with prayer for us? I'd be happy to. It's so much harder to talk about myself than it is to interview someone else. Uh, but I'm blessed and thankful that you asked me to come back. And uh, it's a real joy to pray with you today. So let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Gracious and loving God, we welcome this day. We welcome your spirit into our hearts. We ask you to continue to help us share that spirit with others. Bless this station. Bless this tool to bring your word to the world so that others may hear it, others who are in the word, others who are outside the word, so that they may more clearly embrace your spirit in their lives. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Mary, seed of wisdom, pray, pray for, for us. us. Absolutely pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, again, we are talking with Mike Coveney. He is the teacher and the football coach at Marist High School here. And uh, he also is an alum of Marist, and he played football in college. So we'll find out about that. So tell us a little bit. As we get go well, before we get going, I want to tell people what our goal is too. So we had a break there where we had a recorded segment and we added up all of the matching pledges that we've made and how much we started out the week with thirty five thousand dollars in matching pledges. Wow. We have gotten almost well, we've gotten twenty thousand almost twenty thousand of that. We still need fifteen thousand nine hundred is what's left in our matching pledges. So we have fifteen thousand $900 left, that's about $2,000 every hour. So that's going to be our goal every hour from now to the end of the day. We'll ring the bell when we get to a $2,000 mark. If we hit 4000 you ring it twice okay. during your time. I want to ring gonna, that bell. Woo, and we are matching right now dollar for dollar. So we don't have to wait until we get to the end of fifteen nine to add fifteen nine to it. Woo! Yeah. Hear that? They're loving it. That's a great sign. That is. That's a great sign. So we are matching dollar for dollar everything that is called in. So if you call in and you become a dollar a day club member, that becomes thirty dollars a month for twelve months. Three sixty becomes seven hundred twenty. Bam! Just like that. That's awesome. Seven hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on! If you become a founder, hundred dollars a month for thirty six months that becomes seventy two hundred dollars because of the match thirty six hundred dollars over 12 months seventy two hundred dollars for catholic radio a gift that keeps on giving it does and if you want to be a business and you want to get the name of your business announced on the air during this pledge drive as well as a hundred times over the next year you get 15 second spots a hundred times for a year if you give a hundred dollars a month it's fantastic. If all these people could see the way that my dear Kelly and Annie Porter over here working and all the volunteers back in the studio working to uh, make this thing happen and the efforts of Carol and Janice and all these other wonderful people here. So please give this a listen and give this a look. And uh, all you people associated with the schools that I've worked at, Blessed Trinity, Marist, my daughters at St. Pius, uh, Catholic School World, let's step up in yes. this next hour. 
Number. Give them the number. Here at we go. 678-688-4549 or visit the website at thequestatlanta.com. So let's say it together. Here we go. 678-688-4549. Come on. Give us a call. Give us a call. We want to. We want to get this two thousand dollars and get make turn it into four thousand dollars for Catholic Radio. That's our goal for the hour. All right. So we are talking with Mike Coveney. He is the teacher, football coach at Marist. Um, find out a lot more about him. But how long have you been teaching there? Been teaching for just over twelve years. Um, okay. I teach religion and history there. Uh, and I, I, you call me the football coach. That is a legendary name in Atlanta for many, an arrival of many. His name, his name is Alan Chadwick. He's the football coach. I'm one of the many assistants on the staff. I work with the defensive okay. side of the football. So yeah. just to clarify that in case okay. people are out there kind of wondering who this good is. I'm not, okay. I'm not, not the guy, but one of the guys. So. One of, one of the, okay, yeah. I'll try and remember. One of the football coaches yeah. at Marist and, yeah. and a great one. And you, you played there yourself. I did. Played yeah. there back in the late 70s, early Early 80s uh, was a very, uh, very much in, in love with the game uh, and loved uh, playing as much as I could as a kid growing up in Dunwoody, uh, way back at uh, Murphy Candler football and uh, and then Marist football uh, for for many many years. Yes, blessed son of Marie and Bill Coveney who helped all that happen uh, and gave me all the time and support and love that only parents can give uh, to let their kid follow their passion and then they. Paid for college, paid for Marist, and paid for college up uh, at, up at Princeton. So that was a uh, it was a great sacrifice on their part. Absolutely. Yeah. So I ended up playing football up there as well. Excellent. Really good. So I guess they didn't have as great of scholarships for football players then, huh? Well, the Ivy League technically does, still doesn't give scholarships, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's actually not a not a scholarship-oriented approach. It's all academics. And um, so athletically, they don't really give out the scholarships like we understand it down here in the South. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So so I know that there are several Catholic high schools in the area. What sets Marist apart from the others? Oh, great question for the Marist folks out there. Um, well, the Marists are run uh, by a congregation, the Marist, the Society of Mary. Mm-hmm. And so the Marist School has been around here since 1901. And that has been uh, the longest you know, Catholic school in the area. I think what sets it apart is its continued uh, emphasis on the spirit of Mary in the school. And that's part of my work with the Marist Way at the school. Uh, we try to make sure that the Society of Mary, the priests, the Society of Mary priest spirit is maintained in the school and that it will endure in perpetuity mm-hmm. with or without Marist priests at the school. Mm-hmm. So the differentiating packet, uh, uh, aspect which is really more of the in the admissions uh marketing tool but i would i would say that the 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 spirit of the society of mary is a little bit more distinct than in in addition to the catholic identity of the school uh bt and pious and our lady mercy are all archdiocesan schools and all have true strong catholic identities within them marist has that additional blend of the society of mary's spirit Mm -hmm. which is very marian Mm -hmm. in scope and in tone and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but I'm looking here and I'm reminded that before you came on the air, we had, usually I don't have the privilege of talking with the guests because we just kind of roll one to the other, but we got to talk and you were on here yesterday interviewing um, Brian uh, from the NFL, from yep. the, the Falcons, and you were interviewing him and your brother, John, oh, called yes. in. My beloved that little is, brother, yes. Uh, that is powerful. It was a powerful story. So I'm going to give out the number and then I'm going to ask you to share, you know, just briefly a little bit about John and about him calling in. So again, the number is 
888-447-4549 or give online at thequestatlanta.com. John just uh, really, you know, has always been an inspiration in my life, even though he's three years younger than I am. He's just a very creative young guy, uh, very successful out in California. He and my brothers uh, and, and sister, MJ, brothers Billy and, and Rich are all out in California. Mm-hmm. And John has just uh, worked very hard to uh, persevere in his career. And it's a very challenging career in the world of making people laugh, making people cry, making people angry in Hollywood. Uh, and along the way, you know, there's been struggles with the faith. You know, there's been struggles with uh, who we are as Catholics, who we are as a Catholic family. Uh, and he and I talk about it a lot. Uh, as you get older, you end up befriending your family more uh, than your friends as you're reaching your 50s. You're talking to them more about the deeper issues as you start to question, you know, everything and your mortality and your your time and your purpose on earth. And John's just a, John's just a very caring and loving uh, man. And uh, he called in yesterday to close the gap. He wanted to ring the bell, make sure that we rung the bell during the hour I was helping serve. And you know, afterwards I called him and we were talking. He's like, you know, you and talking, you and Brian were talking so casually and calmly and about faith and how accessible it is. And, you know, I, you know, it makes me want to go back to church on Sunday. You know, I really want to go back. Uh, he's been wandering in and out of church from time. I hope I'm not saying too much, JC, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's been wandering in and out of church for, you know, for many years. Uh, some of the rest of my family, you know, and uh, they all love what the church is, what it can be, how we were raised uh, by these, you know, long time, you know, cradle Catholics, uh, Marie and Bill Coveney from Buffalo, New York. Mm. But his heart, you know, has always been to the church, a Notre Dame guy, Maris guy. And he just really thought that, you know, maybe you made it sound accessible to just go back to church again. Mm. And so, look, whatever it takes, if Catholic radio can help do that to one, uh, wayward but hungry soul out in los angeles california uh you know what can i do here in atlanta and uh so the lord works in 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 powerful ways but i mean one challenge john did give me he's, he really wants this bell to ring mm-hmm. uh and so we're gonna try we to want the bell to ring yeah, too. We he really he do. loved that bell there's a story behind the bell i'll get to it later but he really wants that bell to ring uh okay. in the course of this hour well so, you know what since you say that i have a message here that we have a founder so we ring the bell thank Woo! you founder okay let's do that's a great sign. All right. So we are trying to get to 15.9 as our overall goal for the rest of the day. We'd love to surpass that. And we now have $3,600 toward that. That person was uh, Suzanne. And Suzanne actually called in and said she's a friend of Father Michael. We had a pre-recorded oh, yes. uh, segment of his, and she called in in honor of Father Michael. Um, she's a holy. She's from Holy Trinity Parish, and she shared a beautiful story of knowing him before he was a priest. Oh, wow. So thank you, Suzanne, for calling in. We'll make sure that Father Michael gets that message. And thank you for giving us $3,600. And I will subtract all of that, and I'll know exactly where we are. But right now, we are talking with Mike Coveney. I've been saying it wrong, and I apologize. That's okay. Everybody Mike says, Coveney. <laughs> everybody says Coveney, Coveney. I've got it all different ways wow. through here, so no, and, no worries. What a, a miracle. I hope that, that – I know you were teaching, but we had a wonderful speaker – on the first hour of today at 8 o'clock about Catholics Come Home. So, John, if you are out there listening, go to catholicscomehome.org. There are some powerful messages on there, and uh, I would I would really encourage you to, to go and look at that and all of our listeners out there who are really questioning, hmm, like John, maybe, maybe I should come back. Absolutely. 
please come back. And and John, I've shared this two times, but for whatever reason, God's putting it on my heart during this pledge drive. And it's just a short little story from Mother Angelica. when she. And this is for John and for, for all of our other listeners out there that are away from the church and maybe thinking, you know, my sin's too great. I can't really come back. My sin's too great. And I don't know if John's thinking that or not. I'm not saying that about John. I'm just saying so many of our listeners think that. You know, they, they think, you know, it's just too big. I, you know, what I've done is too big. Mother Angelica was out at the ocean once, and, and she said a drop of water got on her arm. And she heard a voice from the Lord that said, Angelica, do you see that drop of water? And she said, oh, yes, Lord. And he said, now fling it back out into the ocean. So she said, I did. I flung it back out in the ocean. And then I heard his voice again say, Angelica, can you find that drop of water and she said oh no lord it's it's lost out there in the ocean and he said so it is your sins in the ocean of my mercy oh my goodness how powerful is that what a strong visual well there you go folks out in california you can throw that drop into the ocean at laguna beach or at santa monica down the street from mj's house or take a walk over there so this would be a this would be a blessing well there's a there's a good lesson in mercy it and, just gives me goosebumps every time I think yeah. about the ocean of God's mercy. Because I've been to the ocean. I don't live close to the ocean, but but I've been to the ocean, and it, it, you just look, and all you see is water. And there's no way you could find one drop. I know. And there's sometimes it's so hard for people to embrace that mercy, so to speak. They're so hesitant to kind of jump or put their toe in the water to experience exactly. it, you know, and it's not that difficult. I mean, you can just get ankle deep and kind of experience a lot of it. So, all right, I'm lost off the subject That's a little okay. bit. But, you yeah. know, and so often I go on a pledge drive and I have a priest sitting across from me and they say, I'm here to support Catholic radio because I hear people's confessions and they come yeah. in and they say, bless me, father, for I've sinned. It's been 30 years since I've been to confession. And at the end, he'll ask them what brought you back, and they'll say Catholic Radio. Yeah, oh, wow. It's powerful. It's powerful. And so we really want to promote this. There's no way we can put a dollar amount on that kind of thing. It cannot happen. There's no dollar amount that we can put on that. But we can give our amount that the Holy Spirit then can't, that can then use it to keep the airwaves on and to work through these airwaves. That's Amen. what happened with, with John, we're hoping, and with a whole lot of other listeners, that, that your lives will be touched by what you are hearing on Catholic Radio. So the number to call is 678-688-4549 or donate online at thequestatlanta.com. We are talking with Mike Coveney. He is a teacher and a football coach at uh, Marist High School, and we're talking about the Marist Way. Yeah. So I saw on the, the website um, some information about the Marist Spirit, and, and you mentioned it a little bit. So do we want to talk a little bit about what the Marist Spirit is? Sure, absolutely. I mean, the, the Marist Spirit, in a nutshell, is for folks, people, followers, soon-to-be or hopeful followers, is to be Mary to the world, or to be like Mary to the world. And it's this Marian idea that is so important to the Marist fathers that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle when you look at the Marist school in Atlanta, Georgia, that's filled with, you know, achievement and uh, academics and uh, tradition. Underneath that school and underneath that society is this Marian quality that just asks you to be a gentle, generous, kind witness to the world. Mm -hmm. And they often and often want to share with folks and this this isn't heard by mass atlanta but the fact is the marists want to share with the world we want you to follow jesus as mary did and to follow jesus as mary did is to kind of study and more thoroughly understand who this woman was what kind of disciple was she 
you know, there's a lot of people that follow Jesus as Francis did, mm -hmm. as Ignatius of Loyola did, mm -hmm. uh, as um, Dominic did. Mm -hmm. um, we want to kind of express this Marian idea that her way is a certain way that can be followed by all of us. Mm -hmm. And so the Mara spirit really kind of puts a lot of em emphasis on that gentle quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, this idea is, you know, we believe that you can discover true strength through gentleness mm -hmm. and it's found in gentleness. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean you're a, a doormat. It doesn't mean that you're a, a person that can be stepped on over or around, but it means you just need to be a witness like Mary was mm -hmm. in the upper room with the apostles. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the home in Nazareth mm -hmm. with Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, at the foot of the cross, mm -hmm. wherever she's found in Scripture, the Marist try to share with the world mm -hmm. that that's what they want you to be like. Mm -hmm. Now, that's sometimes lost in Atlanta when people just identify Marist school mm -hmm. as the epitome or the example of the Marist life. Underneath the Marist school is this Marist life. It's mm -hmm. been there for 117, 118 years. Mm -hmm. And now my work is to more explicitly express that Marist life in the school community and outside of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're working all the time to make sure that the spirit is alive and that this Marian spirit will endure. Um, the Marists have struggled, like a lot of other congregations, in developing orders, uh, excuse me, develop, develop, developing priests. Mm -hmm. So the, that call to vocation is, uh, is, is still very much in their hearts. So they're, they're trying to share that more with all of us lay people. Mm -hmm. And so this is something actually I didn't experience much when I was at Marist school at, you know, back in the late 70s and early 80s. They weren't that explicit about their spirit. Mm -hmm. Now they know they want to invite lay people to dive into it and hold it. Just like they do as priests, without making the the sacramental vows of holy orders. I mean, we're all hopefully, you know. We all have a vocation. We all have a vocation. It's just not all of us do the priesthood. Correct. Yeah. And so, they're being more explicit and trying to and intentional with sharing that 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 that, that spirit with us. Excellent. So all the words, all the phrases, all the documents, all the things that provided for the school are also being provided outside the school with our sister school, Notre Dame Academy, which isn't far from here. Yes. And we love all the folks there too. So Excellent. Excellent. A little bit of rivalry I know with uh, with Notre Dame. Is there a big football game coming up? Well, that's not Notre Dame's really kind of like our buddy. You know, oh, okay, yeah. So okay. our rivalry is really <laughs> coming okay. up shortly in a couple of days tomorrow night. Uh with Blessed Trinity. Okay. Uh my dear friends over there at Blessed Trinity, Ricky Turner and Coach McFarland, these guys are well, I don't really know Coach McFarland as well, but um, Ricky is the athletic director there, and so I just saw him yesterday, and we're we're talking about a big game tomorrow night for mm -hmm. the region championship between Marist and Blessed Trinity, um, and Blessed Trinity is the number one team in the state. Marist is doing well. Two great teams, um, and I want to talk more about that because that's that's near and dear to my heart, but that, as a coach, I'm there tomorrow night. So Okay, we'll we see. will talk more about that, and before we do that, I'm going to give out an update because Steph and Bob called in to give a shout out to Father Michael. Again, we had that recorded segment for Father Michael right before we came to this interview. And uh, they are founders and love how Father Michael has Lake Oconee uh, on fire for their faith at Christ the King and Savior. So we are grateful to Steph and to Bob who, who gave that shout out to Father Michael. They are founders. If you would like to be a founder, the number to call is 678 688 
four five four nine. Basically, a founder says that they will they'll be a sustaining part of this Catholic radio station. It really makes a difference when we have those monthly donors. Hundred dollars a month is a founder and. It is easier, much easier for the radio station to budget and to sit back and relax and know that this is going to continue when they have those monthly donations coming in and not going from pledge drive to pledge drive. When they have that continuing, sustaining money coming in, it makes all the difference. And so can you be a part of that? Can you call in as a founder? Can you call in as a monthly donor of any amount? Any amount of a monthly donor will get the beautiful picture of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We would love to mail that to you if you call in as a monthly donor of any amount. Even $5 a month will get you those those beautiful pictures. But if you call in as a founder, you also get the Echo Dot. You automatically get an Echo Dot so that all you have to do is say Quest Radio or Quest Atlanta and it comes on and plays for you. Really? Um, yeah, oh, it's wow. pretty cool. It's okay. pretty cool. So so you, you can have this Echo Dot if you call in at $100 a month. Also, anybody who donates, whether it's one time or monthly, will go into a drawing for the Echo Dot at the end of the day. So we'll give away one to everybody in a drawing. And we do need to find out who the winner was yesterday. The first day it was Rosalind. What is it? Rosalind Broom Broom was the the winner the first day, and we'll find out who the winner was for yesterday. And then we'll give away the third one today in a drawing of everybody who donates any amount. All right, so please give us a call, 678-688-4549, 678-688-4549, or you can go online and donate the questatlanta.com. We are talking with Mike Coveney, and he is a teacher and one of the football coaches at Marist High School. He is an alum and played football for, for the high school and also played football in college, and we are talking with him about a a whole lot of things, and you said there was something that you wanted to share. So let's go to that. Uh, about the game tomorrow night? Okay. Yeah, about the game tomorrow night. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we, well, first, when you talk about Father Michael Silloway, who's over at St. Pius before he got reassigned, uh, I really want to kind of continue to yes, get please. those folks to promote his work mm-hmm. at St. Pius. All those Pius families that are out there, he did such great work. My daughter was only there one year when he was there, but Father Ray's there now, who's doing, doing great. But I, I just, Father Michael was such a, really great influence on the St. Pius the 10th school community for so many years. So please continue to uh, support his, his words from the last hour. I really, like I mentioned, I want to talk about the BT Maris game tomorrow night. And uh, I, you know, was sharing with others before I came on the air that I really think that this is a constant rival for the years to come. I think that uh, all rivalries need to be couched. Catholic rivalries need to be couched in prayer. And uh, I really hope that tomorrow night, all the parents, coaches, players, you know, will kind of reflect that kind of Catholic, you know, identity that we all share. Uh, And, you know, oftentimes I try to have prayer before these games. Uh, actually, Ricky and I, one year, Ricky Turner and I, one year had the players in a scrimmage come together on the field and do a little pregame prayer. The year, year later, you know, Tommy Marshall and Ricky got the players together to do a little pregame prayer. It's probably going to be a little hard to do that tomorrow night with the stakes that are at, <laughs> that are at mm-hmm. stake. You know, it's a little bit more pressure to win the region championship. So long and short of it is I just, I just think, you know, we can meet in prayer and uh, before the game. I'm going to be over there, you know, as a coach, you know, part of the game and, Anybody that wants to come over and pray in front of the Mary statue, right in front of the BT chapel, I'll be there at six o'clock. I got to be on the field at like 
minutes after that, but I'd love to pray a decade of the rosary mm. uh, for the players' intentions, for the coaches' intentions, for, mm. for good sportsmanship, for good for a good game, mm. uh, or to pray in any suitable manner that you'd like. But I'd love to be there at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. The game's at 7.30. Most parents aren't there at that time anyway unless they're trying to reserve a seat. But just a thought for, for us to kind of reach uh, some type of Catholic community before the uh, battle begins, so to speak. Mm. But it's uh, just a thought for for us to to come together uh, in prayer. Okay, so there's the challenge, people. Put it out there. Put it out there on your email loops. Invite others to come. 6 p.m. in front of the Mary statue at your home. home? No, no, at BT's home. At BT's home. The game is at BT tomorrow night. So it'll be at BT's home, and it's right there. It's a beautiful little statue, or not a a little statue, but a statue in a little... uh, little grotto right in front of the right in front of the chapel so i'll be there i'll be there printer of decade of the rosary regardless uh probably for my own team or for a good game yeah. so uh we'll uh we'll do that we'll do that tomorrow night at six and i just thought about it but i really want to prompt again any maris families or bt families that are listening to support the radio station support the good work they're doing here i think they've done uh, a great job so far Excellent. Really good. Okay. So we, again, we are talking with Mike Coveney. He is the teacher, a, a teacher and one of the football coaches at Marist. And we're finding out all kinds of things that, that he wants to share with us. Um, you know, one of the things that, that uh, I found interesting in our conversation before is that you were a practicing lawyer for eight years and yes. felt called to be a teacher. So yes. share with us a little bit about that. Well, I, I think that's a good lesson for a lot of us who kind of maybe try to please grander notions of what we want to be or other people or um, really kind of don't listen to the Lord's calling, you know, deep enough in ourselves. When I got out of college, I taught for two years at Marist. I was uh, hired and influenced by a great man, Father Conson, now Bishop Conson, who hired me right out of college to uh, work as a teacher. I would be less than uh, forthcoming if I didn't say I was probably discerning a call to the priesthood at the time uh, and considering that as a, as a vocation. Uh, and Father Conson, was, Bishop Conson, was nurturing that at the time. And so I taught, and then I just continued to want to aspire to that goal of being uh, that great lawyer. I watched too many lawyer movies in the 70s and 80s and just really wanted to mm-hmm. change the world. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I went to law school and I became a lawyer for for a few for about about six to, you know, about eight years and uh, I was a public defender. I worked at a corporate law. I worked at a small law firm here in Atlanta and then I was a contract attorney, and I spent eight years practicing law. But all along, when I when I left uh, my initial stint as a teacher at Marist, I heard the Lord call him. Said, "I really want to do this again in my life. I really want to be a teacher." Uh, and Father Con- Bishop Conson actually was always saying to me, "You know, your calling is to be a teacher. Your calling is to be a teacher." And, that voice never left, and so somewhere in the middle of uh, 2002, uh, I started to kind of get this urge to, to reach out again. was not fully rewarded in my career uh, and was not super accomplished and uh, was a young father. It wasn't the best time in my life. My wife, Nancy, my beloved wife, Nancy, was fully supportive of mm-hmm. saying, if this is what you're supposed to do, this is what's in your heart, uh, please... Uh, please do it. And, and lo and behold, it just took the right call uh, to do so. Hmm. And I actually began teaching uh, as a, a teacher at Blessed Trinity, right at the street, at the rival we're playing the tomorrow rival. night. Yeah, I know, mm-hmm. my dear friends. So I, I spent four years as a religion teacher there at Blessed Trinity, mm-hmm. was uh, very much influenced by the priests there. Uh, Father Tim Hepburn, who was on the radio earlier in the week, who married us, by the way, uh, and uh, Father Tron, Father Augustine Tron, Father Kevin Hargan and Father Kevin Peake, all those four priests, really helped form me, mm-hmm. uh, 
while I was uh, developing as a new teacher, uh, re-engaging my Catholic identity, mm-hmm. uh, re-engaging my call to hear the Lord uh, and share it with other with other children mm-hmm. uh, and with others. So um, anyway, that's a long long way of saying I I I left the practice of law uh, knowing that in my heart I was listening to God's call, yes. and uh, I'll probably be keep doing this as long as He wants me to do it. So good. All right. So I'm going to give out the number again. The number to call 678-688-4549. We want you can also pledge online at thequestatlanta.com. We have this goal before us. We had when we started out the week, Joe, Barbara, Mary and Kelly gave us a collective $35,000 in matches to to use towards getting other people to call in. And so that's what we've been doing. And we have about 15,000 or had about 15,900 when we went into this segment left in matches. We had a founder who called in. Thank you to Suzanne who called in and gave $100 a month for for 36 months. That was $3,600 matched. So that became $7,200 for Catholic Radio. That means we still have $12,300 left in this match. So can you give us a call and do all of that? Do part of it, whatever you would like to do, just give us a call. Um, it can be a monthly donation, which really is tremendously helpful to the radio station. If they know that there's money coming in every month, then it's really helpful to them. So those monthly donations, Owners, you know, a whole lot of people at $30 a month, it, it makes all the difference, you yeah. know, and, and a lot of people say, oh, my 30 bucks doesn't make any difference. It does. It absolutely does. And also right now we have the privilege of saying that, that, or the, the gift of being able to say it turns into $60 because every dollar, dollar for dollar that's turned in becomes, is matched. And if you give $30 a month, it turns into $720 for Catholic Radio because they match that full commitment. $30 times 12, 360. The match of 360 comes in, and all of a sudden, wow, we've got $720 for Catholic Radio. So can you really prayerfully consider whether you can be one of those Dollar a Day Club's members? Most people can give up a dollar a day. Can you be the next person who is willing to give up one dollar a day for Catholic Radio. We have had several monthly donors. I haven't done a very good job of keeping up on this, but this morning when we started out, we had um, we had Sandra, Alicia, Lori, Paula, Mickey, Joe, Marianne, Marcia, David, and Anna, Margaret, Mary, Joe, Anna, Lloyda, Olivia, Linda, Rosalind, John. Who, and CatholicsComeHome.org, who all became monthly donors. And then we had some founders. We had Lloyd and Joe and Leo and Ken and Frank and an anonymous donor. And now Suzanne, who called in and said they would be an anonymous donor. Those are, or would be a founder. Those are all of the wonderful monthly donors that we have who have called in so far on uh, the two and a half days so far that we've been on the air uh, doing this pledge drive. Can you be the next one? We really, really need those monthly donors. We also need the, the one-time donors as well. So whatever you're comfortable giving, just give us a call right now. Again, the number to call 678 688 Four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. You know, we only need 
$400 to ring the bell again. Oh, wow. Because we ring it at every $2,000 increment. So can somebody call in at $40 a month or two people at $20 a month and we get to ring the bell again? Come on, let's just do it. Let's keep this going. 678-688-4549. We are talking with Mike Coveney. He is a teacher, football coach, talking about lots of, of things, talking about how you really gave up a, a law degree in order to, to go back to what God was calling you to do. And you were willing to, to make a, a financial sacrifice, I assume, yes. to be able to, to go and, and follow that call from the Lord. Now you're doing a lot of good things. So let's talk about some of those those good things. And I'd also, I, I'm curious because I'm being told that you are a kidney transplant recipient. I am. So I'm wondering if that was like the catalyst that led you back to teaching or mm. if that happened afterwards. Yeah. Gosh, well, that's a great uh, story. I am a kidney transplant recipient mm-hmm. uh, in the summer of 2016. Okay. Uh, I have been uh, sick with kidney disease since I got out of college. Uh, that maybe actually maybe was one of the prompters for me to respond to Bishop Consen's call initially to teach. I just thought I was going to stay healthy and and wise and and uh, holy in the world of teaching out of college. But yes, I I was very sick out of out of college, uh, and I lived with this sickness for about thirty years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to hear about the transplant? I guess yeah. I, I mean the fact you is, share whatever you want to well, share. Well, I mean the 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 beautiful thing is this I. I think the experience of being sick and suffering helped me identify with the sick and suffering mm-hmm. uh, through the course of my young adulthood and through the course of my uh, adulthood. Mm-hmm. I think the experiences of my 20s sometimes, I I fell away from the faith at times in my 20s. You know, I wasn't as, as holy and as and as servant-oriented as I've become as a, as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and all along I harbored this this illness, this, this wound, this, uh, challenge in my life. Mm -hmm. I, to this day, I continue to be blessed by the memory of my parents serving me, my family serving me, Mm -hmm. and then my, my wife, uh, serving me and embracing me and saying yes, uh, to my proposal, knowing that she was dealing with a sick man, uh, maybe sick in more ways than one nowadays, Mm -hmm. but, uh, sick, Mm -hmm. a sick, uh, sick man, uh, who was going to face a kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that when I was at the age of 22, when my doctor who's passed, Dr. David Lowens down at Piedmont Hospital, uh, told me, you know, one day, son, you're going to get a kidney transplant. This is a kid that was just out of college football, thought I wasn't the king of the world mm-hmm. and thought I was invincible and really thought I was going to be able to master all all the domains I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. And now I was being told that you are going to be sick uh, for life and or you're going to need a transplant as soon as possible. Well, I was told I was gonna get a transplant in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm now, shouldn't say it on the air, but I'm 55 years old now. Mm-hmm. And I received a transplant two years ago at the age of 53. Those 30 years uh, were a time of tremendous grace, mm-hmm. a challenge, suffering at times, uh, lost time, lost friendships, maybe lost money, uh, lost material, but tremendous sense of grace in terms of growing in the spirit and recognizing that uh, reason and faith uh, work together. Uh, medicine, the two M's that I called medicine and Mary uh, work mm. together in my life. Mm. And that maybe kind of kept me involved with the marriage world. Mm. Those two M's kept me going strong for many years and that I, 
I was sometimes a young man who refused to take my medicine and literally, literally not take the pills that were told by, by, by the, the rational side of this illness to, to do. Mm. Please take your medication and uh, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, invincible and obstinate as I was, I wouldn't do that. Uh, invincible and obstinate as I was, I wouldn't turn to prayer a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I grew older, especially when I got married uh, to Nancy, I started to reflect more deeply on the life I wanted to live and the life I wanted to share. So the two M's got me through that, that period of, of, uh, of sickness, uh, the transplant itself, mm-hmm. uh, classic story. You have a sec. I would love to share that story. Sure. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, Let's give out the number and then we'll go to yeah. that. So we want to get these phone lines ringing six, seven, eight, six, eight, eight, four, five, four, nine, any amount that you can give. I know we all want to sit back. I want to sit back and listen to our guests. We're talking with Mike Coveney. We just want to sit back Really, they'll be quick. It's all automated over there. They, they just put it right into a computer. They will be quick. So go ahead and take the hit right now and then just sit back and relax after that and give us a call because you know what? You are supporting Catholic Radio and we can't have people like Mike Coveney come on and speak if we don't have the airwaves to do it. The only way that we have the airwaves is if you call and make a pledge or go online and make a pledge, thequestatlanta.com. Now is the time. About 80%, traditionally about 80% of the the funds for Catholic radio stations come during the pledge drives. This is the first ever pledge drive. So we don't know exactly what the, the, you know, how the dollars and cents will break up here. We don't know what to expect as far as donations. But we do look at the numbers and we go, this isn't enough to sustain us for six months or whatever it is. So we really need your help. We have a station to pay for. We have all the equipment. We have the electricity. Oh my goodness, just the electricity alone for a 50,000 watt station is tremendous, tremendous. So it's really important when we have these pledge drives that that you really do become part of the team, become part of the family and, and really, you know, give your money and then then say to God, what are you going to do with it? Let, let us be your instrument here by helping to provide these airwaves. And then let's just sit back and, and wonder what the Holy Spirit, how it's going to be used. It might be your brother, like it was just now for, for Mike Coveney's brother, who is touched by what they're hearing on the radio that happens over and over again. I come in from, from Kansas City um, to help them get this pledge drive going. And when we had our first pledge drive, or actually it was the first day ever that we were on the air. We kind of went on without any fanfare at all because we didn't know what we were doing, didn't know if anybody would listen, didn't know what was going on. At the end of the day, somebody called in and he said, I happened, air quotes, happened onto your station today. I just want you to know I've been listening all day. And I've been away from the church for 35 years and I'm coming back. Wow. I mean, that's a signal yeah. grace. Those are the kinds of things that can happen with Catholic radio. Yeah. I think people just in their cars, like I said to Brian mm-hmm. Finneran yesterday, just switching stations. And even if it's five minutes of hearing some moments of grace. So I think it's a good reflection time. Absolutely. And I've been using it lately, so that's been helping me. So Yeah, absolutely. It helps us all. There was a priest that was on, and he said, you know, I have advanced degrees in theology. Right here in Atlanta, he said, I have advanced degrees in theology. I don't remember which one it was now. That's terrible. I want to say Father Brian, Brian Birch. Baker, Father Brian Baker, he said, I've got all these advanced degrees in theology. I tune into Catholic radio and I still learn something. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? I mean, we can all learn, absolutely every single one of us. So again, the number to call 678 688 
4549. We'd sure love to get some calls. Come on, give us a call or donate online at thequestatlanta.com. All right, so we are talking with with Mike Coveney, and uh, he's a teacher and a football, one of the fo- football coaches at, at uh, Morris High School. And so we were going to talk about your actual kidney transplant. Yeah, received on the feast day of St. Ignatius Loyola on June wow. 21st, 1916, uh, the previous fall, excuse me, 19, 19, excuse me 2016, God, 2016. 1916, I'm thinking of the oh, Fatima crazy. back in 1917. Yeah. Um, the, my, my doctor, Dr. Stephen Paston down at Emory said, look, the, your kidneys are going, they are failing. Uh, you have been milking these as long as humanly possible and you need help. And it was hard to embrace that help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hard to ask for help. Um, I had weathered it on my own, soldiered it in my own way with the support of my family. And lo and behold, I reached out to a dear friend and my family and just said, look, I, I need help. It's time. And uh, a friend of mine, Michael, dear friend of mine from Michael Yacht from long, long time friend from Murphy Candler and Shambly and growing up together, we spoke, he's my closest friend and we shared, uh, prayer and thoughts and uh, hopes. Uh, and he shared the news with his wife, uh, Sally. And, uh, this was in the fall of 2015. Uh, we began a full blown, uh, exploration of possibilities for who could offer a kidney to me. Uh, the, the world of kidney transplants works in the world of cadaver kidneys and also living donor kidneys. So I really would love the listeners to kind of explore more deeply how easy it, and how much science has advanced for, to allow for living donors, which also allows people like me to live and to live longer and more healthy by getting a living donor from a friend or a family member. And uh, Sally, um, for many months, uh, pondered this question in her heart. Uh, like our blessed mother did and was uh, one of many, many people that uh, came forward to, to be tested. And uh, after much, much time, uh, she was chosen. This is my friend, Michael's wife was chosen to be uh, my living donor. And um, we prayed about it beforehand uh, on the day of the transplant, my dear wife and all of her friends were in the lobby praying about it. During the course of the day, a great transplant surgeon at Emory, Christian Larson, performed the transplant that that morning. Uh, that afternoon, I was in my groggy in my bed. Uh, my wife's immediate reaction is, gosh, your color has changed so much. You look so healthy. And I'm like, what have I been living with for the last 15, 20, 30 years? But she was just so touched, and we were all so touched by that. Um, but probably the best memory other than the folks praying in the lobby and enshrouding this, this, this surgery and prayer was having a chance to pray again, just a portion of the rosary with my dear friend, Sally, my donor, you know, that afternoon, you know, the morning we're in the hospital together that afternoon we pray, I think it was on a Thursday. So we prayed just the favorite, uh, the favorite, uh, decade of her, of her son and my godson, uh, William, um, and it was the second decade of the rosary on luminous mystery. So we prayed the manifestation at the wedding at feast of Canaan. And I was really touched that we got to spend time in prayer together that day. I couldn't say any of the decades. She kind of had to say it for me. I'm just too busy crying and being groggy, but it was a brave woman, a brave person and a, and an, and an important experience in my life. Um, so I share that much by, uh, 
with much reluctance in some ways. Uh, my, you know, Nancy said I, you know, should share this on the air as part of my story. Um, again, it's it's not an inspiration to to everyone, but it's a it's a moment where I got to recognize uh, really the abundance of generosity of God's love in my life and people around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was afterwards where I received all the love and care and support for all people trying to bring meals and support for our family that I just yeah. I kind of wanted. At a certain point, I just wanted to say no, no. But but the Lord is so abundant, and people are His instruments. I cannot understand this abundance to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to kind of stay in my own, my own world, which I often do. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was embracing that, um, during the course of my stay in the sixth floor at Emory hospital. I mean, there was one moment that really kind of struck me and, and actually my little brother, John reminded me of that. And that is this bell has a significance because yeah. every, you know, that, that afternoon of my transplant and the next three days on this hospital, I had to take a lap in the in the upper floor and it's and it's no bigger than about the size of the studio it's nothing more than a 20 maybe 40 yard walk and so i had to take a lap in the studio and every time you took a lap you would ring the bell now i can't ring it because we haven't met our goal for the hour come on we just need 400 let's do it i i would ring the bell i'd ring a bell and all the nurses and everyone would cheer whenever i'd do one and i could only get one lap in that's that's how sick you know you are after surgery i could get one lap in uh, and now I'm a vibrant or aging, semi-vibrant uh, football coach and uh, teacher and keeping up with kids and uh, a family life. So I'm just so thankful and I'm blessed. And so the bell was a memory for me and it was a memory for us yesterday that, uh, you know, the bell means a lot. The ringing bell. So. Hey, hey. John let you read the bell yesterday. He was the one. Yeah, he, he was. was the one, yes. and he probably remembered that from the hospital. Yeah, too. he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, uh, he was there with me. He was there with me in the room as well. So he was yeah. serving and uh, mm. and uh, and always trying to be a support. Mm. That's it. That you know, I I do these pledge drives all the time, and I still you can probably hear in my voice I'm I'm moved by that because Catholic radio really does work in completely unexpected ways. Who would think that it would take John, who was away from the church, to remember what happened to you with the kidney transplant, to call in and make that happen again for you, and then to he himself be touched through his generosity. He's being touched and wondering if he should go to church this Sunday. And I say, go to go to confession on Saturday and come back on Sunday. Let's do it. Okay, baby steps here. We gotta go baby steps. <laughs> okay. All right, so one, one okay. thing at a time. I, you know, <laughs> my <laughs> husband will tell you I am never a baby stepper. I don't think I even took baby steps when I was a baby. I go yeah. full force ahead. Yeah. And, you know, but, but uh, you know, definitely both feet in in my life. But, but uh, gosh, you know, God is good. Yeah. God is good. Yeah, well, he's... Uh, He's been a big part of my life, and uh, and he was the one that recounted the Bell story yesterday. So I just think he's uh, he's going to continue to be a great witness. I'm trying yes. to get him to write some very thoughtful and, and spiritual, you know, stories out for the world to see, and maybe he will one day. Absolutely, I I think so. All right, so the number to call if you would like to help us is six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine you know the other thing that really touched me is the wedding feast of of cana especially tying with the marist way because that is where christ worked his first miracle at the at the request of his mother and you know she said 
you know, she she just trusts. Do whatever he tells you. She was trusting in the Lord at that moment. You know, I've got five sons. I know, you know, I don't know that I would ever say, just do it and trust that they're going to do it just because I said so, you know? Right. But, but he was the Lord, of course, and, you know, he honored his mother in that way. But, but you know, she was so trusting that he would do that. Yeah, and I don't think I'm a miracle, but many people come up to me and are just, you know, now a little less so two years later, but are just, you know, touched at the miracle that occurred. It, and, um, you know, if I can say anything, it's just that prayer and church mm. and Mary and Mary's relationship with Jesus yeah. uh, can really help your life. Yeah. Um, it helped my life immensely. It helped save my life through the generosity and goodness of my friends. And I just think that's something that you know, we just need to reflect on, especially in these crazy times that are making us so unnerved in many ways. Uh, we can maintain those fundamentals. It, it can it can make a difference. Um, and I know it just, it just changed my life, you know, just in the last couple of years. I, mean, I don't consider myself a religious person. Uh, I mean, I go to church, I pray, I study, I teach. Oh, you only teach it, you only live yeah, it. Yeah, I live you know, it, but I mean, not, I mean, I look at myself and I'm not worthy and I'm not really up to None the speed of, of many others. But I just think that... It's so accessible. It's so much. The spirit is so accessible. It's so it's so available to you, and uh, we have so much free time uh, to spend in quiet and in silence with the Lord. And you know, if there's any message I can share with people, especially those people that have fallen away from the faith, is it's it's just it's just it's just time that you can just share quietly on your own and then you begin to reach out and kind of embrace the generosity that I embraced. You know, there's no one that wants to be more of a lone wolf sometimes than me. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and it was very hard for me to accept the gifts Mm -hmm. and the love. Uh, but when you begin to accept the gifts and the love, it almost kind of returns in full circle. You end up sharing more of who you are and what you can be. Yes. Oh, so, so, so wonderful, wonderful words of wisdom. And, you know, for you to say you don't think you're spiritual, there's not much hope for any of us because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think there's always hope. I shouldn't say it that way because there's always, always hope. Um, but, but yeah, I think you're a very spiritual man. I also understand that you were teacher of the year two years ago. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Janice. Yeah. I was teacher <laughs> of the year at, uh, at Marist, and that's a yearly thing where they always, every high school dedicates a yearbook to a teacher that the kids love that year, and then you're forgotten the following year. No, there's a lot of love, and there was it was a tremendous honor to be uh, awarded that for my from my students at Marist. It was really really touching. Excellent. Okay, well, we only have about five minutes left in this interview. See, you were wondering what we were going to fill up with. And look, we've got so much more to cover and we don't have the time. I want to give out the number again, 678-688-4549 or thequestatlanta.com. We really only need $400 more to ring the bell. We've heard how special ringing bells is for, for Mike Coveney, who we are talking with right now. Can you help him to ring the bell by being the person that calls in at $40 a month? That would put us over the top. Or a one-time pledge of $400, whatever it is. But you got to do it quick because we only have about four minutes left. And they have to get your call and put it into the computer so that I know that you got it. So you got to do it quick, quick, quick. 678-688-4549. Come on, give us a call. We want to ring the bell again. Most importantly, we want to raise the money necessary in order to keep the Quest Atlanta 
on, or yeah, the quest here in Atlanta on the air. All right, so we want to give you final thoughts, um, final prayer, if you would say a prayer in Thanksgiving for this hour and for all of our listeners. But final thoughts. Oh, I would. Um, I'd love to share a final thought that uh, I'm a follower. Uh, sometimes I'm a leader. Uh, my work is challenging, but all of us face those challenges on a daily basis, and there's one solid, uh, enduring uh, presence in our lives, and that is the presence of the Lord, uh, and He is yearning to be a part of your life. Um, I've learned that more and more as I've aged, and I've embraced it more and more as I've aged. Uh, an instrument or a vehicle or a way to reach uh, the Lord is uh, to reflect on the life of Mary and her life at Cana, at the cross, in the upper room, following Jesus, is just a way that you can you can embrace. And so I'm gonna close in prayer in a, in a minute or so and just say, I think her life, her example as a, as a model, as a member of the church, as an intercessor, um, her, her perpetual virginity, being the mother of God, her immaculate conception, her assumption, all these ideas that we've learned and embraced as Catholics uh, can be lived uh, with, with, from the heart mm -hmm. as much as from the head. And I think that's the message I've got from the Marists, from Bishop Conzen, from Father Harhager, from Father Roland, Father Musso, Father Kissel, Father, uh, Father Olick, all the Marist priests that have touched me through the years. Mm -hmm. uh, they've taught me that uh, the way is a gentle way. Uh, it's a way to embrace others. So I'd like to close in prayer, if I could, mm -hmm. with that in mind. And yes. then... Uh, I'd also then, like for you to give out the website sure. where people can get information about the, the, the Marist Way. Uh, I'd love to. Yeah, they, can, they can reach just Marist Way, uh, maristschool.com mm -hmm. backslash Marist Way, mm -hmm. or go to, the, go to the U.S. site, which is maristway.org. Okay. Okay. And so they can reach the Marist Way and explore more about the Society of Mary's Spirit and about the Marist School's uh, work with the Marist Way. Excellent. here in, in Atlanta. And we'll repeat the, the challenge to everyone for the Friday night football game. Come to the, the front of the Mary statue and pray a decade of the rosary with, with Coach Coveney at 6 p.m. Yeah, and it's for, it's for love and for support and for keeping the rivalry in perspective. All right, so let's pray. Awesome. Um, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Gracious and loving God, Thank you for all the gifts that we have received this day and every day. We ask your Holy Spirit to come upon this gift of sharing your word for this station in Atlanta so that all who hear your word or struggle to hear your word may have moments of reflection for higher things in their car, at their home, or anywhere that they can sense your presence. Bless all the efforts of all the volunteers who work here. We also ask that you let us to continually drive upon the spirit of Mary and breathe it, a spirit of humility, of self-denial, of intimate union with God and the most ardent love of neighbor, so that we following Jesus may think as Mary, judge as Mary, feel and act as Mary in all things. We ask this in the name of your Son, through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. Amen. 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 Mary, seat of wisdom, pray, pray for, for us. us. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, so we are going to go back to a little break, and then we'll be welcoming our next guests, Matt and Cameron Frad, and they'll be talking about their podcasts that they do and many other things. So please stay tuned. But in the meantime, call 678-688-4549.